Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Meta Era Nerd Weekly Recap. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Rico, and with me is my co-host, the 2K holdout, the anime sensei, the jovial Jujutsu fan. What's up, Marcus? <laughs> the, the 2K holdout. Hey, dude. Oh, man. And I refuse. Okay, and always, always kind of, because Rico always makes me laugh with the titles. And at this point, I'm super curious as to how many he's actually come up with. It's it's the fact that you're so creative with them, too, and they roll off the tongue. I think that's what makes me laugh is that, you know, they just, they work. Well, you know, these guys were playing 2K yesterday. I was playing Liza P. These guys were playing 2K for about four or five hours. And, you know, they're trying to get me on there. And I refuse. I ain't going to spend VC. I ain't going to play that game. And then what's the other? The jovial Jujutsu Kaisen fan. Obviously, right? There's a bunch of spoilers going on in the world. And I'm the certified number one Gojo hater. So what transpired, something had no spoiler free. Something transpired. And I was just elated. And I just started laughing and laughing. And I was rolling with the memes and just dying of laughter because it was just epic granted i don't think personally it's something that's going to be permanent nonetheless but we'll see what happens with that if you know you know but yeah uh right now and I'll, i was also just laughing right before this you know it's been a pretty all right sunday the cowboys just lost and uh i couldn't help but think of the question you asked me yesterday what was it would you sacrifice a spurs championship for what was it for a cowboys like a losing season right that's what you said yeah, would you trade? Would you trade in the Spurs winning a title for the Cowboys not winning any games? Absolutely, hell yes. That's because again, I I don't mind the Spurs. Obviously, the people around here and the Spurs fans, you know, and Daniel Cornelio, diehard Spurs fans. But the Cowboys fans, for some, and it's the same people, but for whatever reason, man, it's I guess it's a lot more prominent just because I guess football we're in a football area, and I guess and stuff like that where football's listed a little bit more talked about i guess you know on social media and stuff like that so i would definitely trade a championship spurs championship for a losing season for the cowboys certified hater man i don't even care i just can't stand them <laughs> but <laughs> they lost so i was doing my due diligence you know talking smack to as many people as i can because you know that's that's what you got to do <laughs> that's, the, that's the job of a hater that's the job you got to you got and of course and of course you know anytime the eagles lose i i take it you know and it happened last year with the the super bowl right where you know i was the only one rooting for them everybody was watching it so i had to take it nonetheless and just really you know suck it up because it was rough you know you gotta you take the bad with the good if you're a sports fan you know you know you know what i mean so yeah especially when you're when you're a hater man yeah, and you're a hater to somebody else's team. Somebody else's team, they're gonna hate back, right back at yours. So yeah, man, the Eagles don't play till tomorrow. We have the Monday game, so uh, we'll be watching the Eagles tomorrow. I'll be watching the Eagles tomorrow, and hopefully, we pull it out. We're playing Tampa Bay. Should be a W, but you never know, especially with where our offense has been. We'll see how it goes. But nonetheless, how's your week been? Good, good. I mean, we we had a hell of a week. I know we talked about it. Uh... On the on the last podcast about all the stuff that was coming to Game Pass this week, we uh, we did get uh, Liza P. We did get uh, Party Animals. We did get um, Payday. Haven't tried Payday yet. Uh, we did both get real into Liza P. I don't think anybody else in the group has gotten into it. But we also did get uh, the both of us and Omar into Party Animals as well. Both of which I think have been pretty successful like really yeah, good yeah. games so far 
So uh, I know uh, I enjoyed also Payday, the little bit that I played, but it was very, very little. You said it wasn't as appealing to you when you went back and played it, but I think maybe if we get a group together or we do the teamwork thing, I think maybe that'll give it a little bit better experience. But uh, we'll have to wait and see because, like I said, we're both really into uh, Lies of P. We're both uh, doing party animals in our spare time. We both play a little bit of Overwatch. Uh, I'm still with Pokemon. You're still with Zelda. Uh, you know, I'm playing a little bit of 2K on the side too. So, so much. Uh, then we have uh, this week. We have um, what is it called? The DLC for Cyberpunk coming out. Uh, they did drop their 2.0 update, so that's exciting. I'm excited to get back into that as soon as I finish Lies of P. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of gaming this week. Uh, didn't really watch anything new uh, other than Ahsoka, but uh, yeah. I mean that's that's kind of been the week for me. That sounds that sounds amazing. We and we're both on Lives of P and, I, and I, Rico is I think almost done with it. Where I think I'm on chapter like three or four. I'm I'm a little like I guess right before the there's eleven chapters I think is what you said. So mm-hmm. I'm almost halfway, a few chapters halfway. And it's not that the chapters are long; it's that some of the bosses can be time consuming. So once you, it's just a matter of figuring them out. The faster you figure them out, the quicker you're gonna get through the game. I, I think that's what I kind of realized because. I spent a about an hour until Rico until Rico just told me, "Yeah, you stagger them faster if you hit them in the back." And I said, "Oh, okay." Uh, an hour later, twenty deaths later, started stabbing him in the back. You know, I started and I I'm one. You know, with three or four vials, and I was just laughing like, "Okay, cool." I had no idea, so it's just a matter of figuring them out, and you know. But nonetheless, we had a good time. Party animals, though. Oh man, dude! First night we tried it. Me and Rico were dying. Omar got a little bit later. And then when Omar joined, no, we were just dying and having a blast. Just us three, two grown-ass men having a blast with this game. We were just beating the hell out of each other, chucking each other off the thing. And it was just, I had a blast. And I think even yesterday when uh, Rico was playing Lies of P and me and Omar and I were playing, um, what is it, Party Animals? Uh, Animal Party? What's good? It's one of those, right? Party Animals. Yeah. Party Animals. Uh, Rico, and, uh, Rico was playing Lies of P. Me and Omar were playing Party Animals. And, oh, man, we were just dying and laughing and, and just get up get up you throw him off throw him off <laughs> so it's a lot of fun i hope i hope more of our fan group would play i know rudy if rudy sees us playing it, it's on game pass rudy would uh play with us it's just you know he's working right now so we don't we don't have a chance which is he would make a fourth and i think the game primarily does either do 2v2s or 4v4s type stuff so i think that's a pretty good number but nonetheless been a blast been a lot of fun liza p is great party animals is great I've been playing a lot of Zelda still. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I know some people have beat it. I, I even some people at work. Oh, you know, you're still playing. I said, yeah. I was like, you know, oh, I already beat it. I don't know what. And I asked him, how many hours you put in? Oh, about 70, 80. I was like, well, I'm on, I'm on 130. Why you haven't beat it? I was like, because I'm I'm really, really going through everything. I'm making sure I see all the lore and it, it always it always you know, what's that word? Treats me very kindly right just seeing all the stuff that zelda has to offer trying to get the full experience on my first go but yeah been a good time been a good week but unfortunately tomorrow's monday and monday blues first day of work and it's just always rough (sighs) but yeah a lot of news this week right we got a lot of news yeah uh a lot of good stuff uh mostly centered around gaming but there are still some anime and uh some tv film stuff out there so uh, I guess we get right into it, huh? Absolutely. Uh, anime. Uh, two things that are real big to me. Uh, Haikyuu, we did have the announcement that we're going to be getting Haikyuu the movie. The Battle at the Garbage Dump, scheduled for February 16, 2024. 
Uh, we did get like a little preview along with it. So we got that. We got a date. You know, finally, something I've been looking forward to for so long. Uh, I'm just excited that it's coming. And I know, like, I see, now see the light at the end of the tunnel. I know the day I have to get to, right? Uh, another announcement we had was uh, The Dangers in My Heart Season 2, one that I recently watched, actually, on High Dive that, uh, you know, funny. I, I mentioned it before. I saw something on, I don't remember if it was Instagram or TikTok that just, it, it kind of presented the premise in a funny way. So I was like, oh, let me check it out. And then by the time I knew it, I was done with it. And I told Marcus, hey, I watched this show and like, this is the premise and it was kind of cool. Uh, I know you're all about One Piece right now, but like, put this. I'm gonna save this on the watch list and check it out. Like, whenever you like lo are looking for something else. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on top of that, it was on High Dive, so that's an extra little plus. Like, you know, it's cool to watch something, uh, some somewhere other than Crunchyroll. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so so that was cool. Uh, again, that's gonna be January 2024, so also early next year. Uh, and then this one is one that you actually shared about Right Stuff Anime. Uh, I don't know too much about this company. But apparently they're getting acquired by Crunchyroll, and all their products are now going to be sold. Act and uh, Right Stuff was actually so who bought out Right Stuff? Let me let me remember. It's not that Right they're owning Right Stuff is that they're shutting down Right Stuff completely. And interestingly enough, when they got bought out by Crunchyroll, obviously Sony, you know, Sony buys out these properties and just kind of rolls with them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Right stuff I've been using since no joke, the early 2000s. That was actually one of my first. This was this was my go-to website for anime, manga, figures. Like this is where I get it. There was stuff was always at a discount. The the shipping was just amazing, and it, it was the best place personally to buy things. Once they got acquired, no merch. joke, like merch. Yeah. Anything, anything from manga, Blu-rays, limited edition Blu-rays, uh, manga box sets, uh, figurines, figures, notebooks, you name it. Like, this was the place to buy it, you know, and they took from Aniplex, Sentai Filmworks, like, they sold everything on Right Stuff if you're an anime fan. Okay. And they got acquired by Crunchyroll. And I... We, I guess people didn't really understand more or less what was going to happen if they were going to pull, like, a Funimation and just, you know, phase out Funimation and make a Crunchyroll or whatever. Well, the, what is it? Sony, after acquiring Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll, you know, you, right stuff and stuff. Well, they're actually shutting down right stuff anime altogether because they're going to make everything. It's almost like a monopoly. And I think it, it rubbed everybody the wrong way. Like nobody was real happy with it just because it's kind of like crun the Crunchyroll store is going to be the place to buy things. And it's almost as if they bought right stuff just to basically shut them down so crunchyroll store would be the premier place to buy to buy stuff which is again if crunchyroll owns what is it if sony owns crunchyroll then they have they will not have anything to do as, as far as if it's working correctly in my head sentai filmworks wants nothing to do with crunchyroll store so where are you gonna where are you gonna find your aniplex stuff or your crunch or your sentai filmwork stuff and the blu-ray box sets like there's not this big old hub anymore that you're going to be able to acquire things and i was just like dang and obviously you know there's some people out there who are very upset because they would buy the uncensored stuff and they would buy you know a little more a little bit more of the lewd type statues and stuff like that on right stuff and you know it was again the premier place to buy everything well they're shutting down the store completely october 10th which is no joke in a few weeks they have pending orders they have all kinds of things they're supposed to roll out all all the emails to kind of check where you're going to be as far as your open orders are concerned it was mm -hmm. just something that just blew my mind because i didn't think they were going to go that route you know crunchyroll just monopolizing 
where you buy, where you purchase anime. And again, there's other places, there's other stores where Right Stuff was the premier, the big one. And I remember reading, you know, weeks ago, months ago, that they had been purchased out by uh, Crunchyroll and Sony, you know, in this case. So yeah. that was so a big blow. So, so, uh, so the div, the change, the big change is going to be before, whereas they were already acquired, but not necessarily shut down. They were still running just under the, you know, under the umbrella of Crunchyroll. Yes. Now they're being abs- uh, essentially absorbed. So yeah. Well, How, however, gonna... however, there are some relationships that some of these companies might not have with Crunchyroll that they had that were okay with this website. So now where are you going to get those kind of those products? I guess, I guess it, it kind of leaves a question to like, is there going to be a rise of a new store? Is this going to leave an opportunity for a new store or are they going to like, sell? do those other companies sell stuff on their own? The ones that kind of won't be sending I their think, products to Crunchyroll? I don't know. I think Sentai does. I don't know if Aniplex, Aniplex has always been more of the weird one, whether they send their stuff to Crunchyroll or not. I don't remember. Hell, they might even own them for all I know. But I know Sentai Filmworks is generally the one I use as an example because, you know, are you going to buy? And I know maybe one or two other websites where you can buy anime, but not at a discount that Right Stuff offered. And, you know, they offered the sales, the weekly sales, the premium box sets. And, you know, it, it's just rough. It's just rough. Uh, it was, it was, it, it's a blow. I think, I think everybody agrees that it was not something that people saw coming, much less wanted. So yeah, yeah. It, it sucks. It's it sucks all around, and I know Crunchyroll and the way Sony in general is just kind of trying to monopolize the anime market, which is bullshit. Personally, you know. So hopefully we can get more stuff out there. Uh, I I wouldn't want any anything anime or to buy your things or wherever you're gonna wherever you buy your stuff to just be exclusive to one place. Competition's always best. Lower prices, stuff like that. Because if Sony or Crunchyroll decides just to keep doing stuff like this. They can basically price whatever the hell they want at whatever price they want. That's the last thing we need. So, yeah, it was rough. And I saw that and I said, what? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, especially, especially it being something that you personally would use. Like, that, Dude, that, that, that's, that's rough. Yeah, all the time. And But nonetheless, you had also mentioned Haikyuu, right? The movie. And mm-hmm. uh, if it's coming out February 16, 2024, Japan, we probably won't be seeing it here, I'm assuming, maybe three, four months later. So if I had to guess, maybe about May, if I yeah. had to give a guesstimation more so. Now, it is a movie, so I'm hoping this is actually something they show in theaters, which I think they're going to, right? They've been showing everything in theaters. Is this actually going to be one you watch, you know, day one, or we're going to go watch it together or something? Or If there's anything else going to get me to go to a theater to go watch, it's going to be this. So we're going to go watch it then because AMC will usually show um, the anime movies. They do a good job and it's, you know, hard anybody goes. And I'm super about it. And I've seen all kinds of stuff in all kinds of anime. Only only if we dress up. We'll dress up. Okay, I'll go buy, (laughs) I'll go buy, you know, Tsukishima, you know, number 11. Let's go, baby. I'm down. All right. (laughs) But no, yeah. So I'm, we're we're hoping for you know a May, May, April type stuff to see how it goes. But yeah, super excited about Haikyuu also. I, you saw the trailer, right? Yes. Pumped up, pumped yeah, up. Yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> for sure. So I'm excited about that. For sure. And dangers, and the right stuff. Stuff is born. Uh, the right stuff. Uh, thing is a bummer. 
Yeah, and there's still a lot of anime anime stuff going on in the world. I know we've kind of honed in on just more specific, more of the big stuff that Rico and I actually, you know, enjoy and watch. But again, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of things being announced. You know, new seasons, new parts, the ending of some shows that are going to get continuations. Uh, check them out, look them up. There's all kinds of stuff if you're a fan of the Misfit Demon King, the World's Finest Assassin. Uh, Rico had already mentioned Haikyuu, Doctor Stone Part Three. Was it part? I'm sorry, season two, part three. If I'm not mistaken, season three, part two. Um, oh. Yeah, it, it's well, no, it's just a, it just means the second core. Nothing oh. too crazy. And I know Doctor Stone is actually going to be wrapping up maybe in the next few years or so because I know the manga just finished. But all kinds of new things, all kinds of crazy stuff, all kinds of good manga spoilers out there. So watch out with them spoilers because they're on the high rise for everything and anything from Jujutsu Kaisen to One Piece, to My Hero Academia, considering a lot of those are just popping off. But So be very wary as far as what you're Googling, especially for you YouTube Kaizen fans. I'm super about that. But nonetheless, I digress. Let's move on if that's all we have to talk about. Anything else in anime? No, nothing else for me. All right, then we can move on. If not, I'm going to be, I'm going to say something I'm not supposed to. We got we to gotta move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so let, let's, let's hop over to film, TV and film. Uh, we got the first trailer, something that we've talked about for a while since kind of the show came out. Uh, the first trailer for the Squid Game reality series has been released, which will be coming out on November 22nd on Netflix. I don't know if you got to check this out, but I mean, they're staying true to like the Squid Game kind of games and people staying in there. And, you know, after the show was hugely successful, they talked about like, well, I mean, we need to do one of these things like in real life. So finally, it's here. It's dropping in what? Uh, not next month, but the month after. November, yeah, the twenty second. So, I mean, it's going to be exciting to see what uh, how people go through some of these games. There were some familiar ones. I know one that everybody always, uh, you know, iconic was the one with the doll, where like it sings and turns around and does that whole uh, shebang. So uh, that one's going to be in there. So it's going to be interesting to see what other ones we see in there uh, individually, team based, one v one kind of things. So uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm yeah. I'm down. It's going to be a fun watch. I know even the, what is it, the sugar, they had the little needle and then the sugar thing and they had to kind of uh, the take out the shape. Uh, what is it? It was that little sugar thing where they where they're mm -hmm. caramelize and it becomes candy so they have to take the shape out with the needle or whatever. So I'm, it's easy enough. So I'm assuming we see that one too, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. There's some that are very practical they'll, yeah. that they'll have, I'm sure. So we'll see. The glass one, dude. I want to see the glass one. Let's <laughs> 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 see people fall. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the other thing I saw, I caught wind of, uh, also this week was, uh, studio, how do you say it? Ghibli studio Ghibli. Ghibli. There's rumors that they might be, uh, getting into TV shows in the future. I don't know what, I don't remember what the last thing I had heard about them in film. Was it that a certain person was stepping away or, uh, Miyazaki, when the, the their movie, the Heron movie, uh, mm -hmm. I don't remember the full title, but that was always saying, oh, after this film, it's his last film, he's going to retire. They kept mentioning that, talking about that, all that kind of good stuff. But lo and behold, he isn't retiring. He, he's staying put, and he's going to keep doing what he's doing. You know what I mean? Um, as far as Studio Ghibli creating TV shows, shoot, it's about time is all I have to say. Because the only thing is, is obviously that what what really differentiates them between them and just about everybody anybody else is they have the legendary Hayao Miyazaki, you know, just creating movies. 
and directing movies and just telling his stories and stuff like that. And I, it, it's not a, it's not a fair comparison, but Goro Miyazaki's son came out with the Tales from RC, which bombed. And then he came out. What was the other one? The wig and I totally forgot. It was that that 3D looking one or whatever. Also bombed. So again, just because it has a name on there doesn't automatically make it successful. They have had to have some bombs out there that didn't do very well. But nonetheless, I think telling a more fully fleshed story is through 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 TV through episodes would be fantastic. Would be phenomenal. So keep in mind, Studio Ghibli's not only done film. Obviously, there are a number of films. They've also done video games. They've done Nino Kuni Part One and Two. Studio Ghibli is you know the reason that story is as amazing as it's told. So nonetheless, they're getting into TV. It's about damn time. Super excited for you know, what they have to show us, what they have to give us, especially in TV format. You're talking eight hours, nine hours of a story. So I'm about it through and through. Yeah, that, that was my first thought too. I've only seen, I think maybe two of the films. Uh, so, I mean, I know people are all about them. They're such, they're such nice films to look at, to watch. The story's usually pretty good. Uh, so I thought the same thing. I thought, man, if, if imagine instead of getting an hour, an hour and a half of content, you get, you know, six, seven, eight, you know, like that's, I mean, who wouldn't want that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, uh, so the other thing is going to be like, where are these TV shows going to be aired? Where, where, where do you think they would end up? You think they would end up on a Crunchyroll, on a Netflix, on something else? Honestly, uh, HBO? HBO? HBO also has them. Because I'm trying to remember, has has the content right now, right? Yeah, it's whoever has the rights to their stuff. And in this case, I think is it it's HBO who has them, right? I think you can actually watch all the films on HBO. HBO has them all, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure if that's because they're under WB, if WB owns that license, or if it's HBO itself. But I know that they're on there. That's where I actually have seen some. Yeah. So, as as far as I'm concerned, it's whoever has again them right now that's if the i guess contract or money or whatever you know is put aside isn't bought out obviously it goes to, usually goes to the highest bidder so crunchyroll might get their hands on them maybe later on after a contract maybe somebody else might get their hands on them because right now if i had to guess hbo would probably be the safe bet and again i'm not sure if it's because they're under you know wb or like you had mentioned right um who really owns them so but that'd be my guess hbo yeah. max or hbo yeah. right that makes sense. That makes sense. And, uh, you know, in sticking with the whole WBHBO thing, we did get uh, also some some news about uh, the NBA. It's coming to HBO Max this season. We're going to be getting uh, NBA games. We're going to get, it looks like, including 65 regular season games. They're going to be showing the in-season tournament. They're going to be showing All-Star Weekend. Uh part of the playoffs and inside the NBA all on HBO Max because they are under the WB. Uh, umbrella now uh initially from what i understand it's going to be free at no additional cost to max subscribers until february 29th uh at which point there will be a little bit of an increase in the monthly payment if you wish to keep this like extra sports features like what they're calling it and it is supposed to be to combat like some of the you know streaming of like the the games and all that online you know for those people that don't have a cable and stuff like that you know I know people are always looking like, oh, where can I watch my team or where can I watch this game or whatever? Because even as it is, like, uh, sports is still kind of like the big thing that a lot of people go watch on cable, right? Uh, or, or, where, or wherever they can, you know, whether yeah. it's on this app, that app. I know Hulu has gone into the, the sports thing. Peacock has some things there now, too. So 
uh, you know, sports is kind of like everywhere right now. I know YouTube now has like the a lot of the NFL stuff, YouTube TV. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, this is interesting, and uh, we I, I'm a I have HBO Max. I, I watch a bunch of stuff on there, so it's cool that I'll be able to watch. I I, I have cable still anyway, so. It wouldn't have, it's not a big issue for me. But if I wanted to cancel my cable or if you're one of those people that does have HBO, you're an NBA fan, you don't know where you're going to watch the games, like, hey, this is going to be for you. If I'm not mistaken, I think I saw it's going to be like an extra nine bucks or something like that. Something like that. I think that's what I saw. Yeah. So, yeah. Any Anything here? You think this is good? You think this is bad? Not, not really a feeling either way or? I mean, a lot of times when it comes to just – Football is always, to me, a lot more difficult to watch just because of, you know, the, I, where, do, where do I even start? It's, it's very expensive from the advertisements to the people who want to get their hands on some sort of NFL stuff. The NFL sells. Like, here, here in the U.S., the NFL sells. So the fa- even if you want to buy, like, NFL with League Pass on YouTube, it costs, like, three 400 bucks just for the, to, to, to get access to these games. So just to have a how do you watch them where you watch them how much it costs to watch them for the nfl it's very very difficult now for the nba that's the one where it seems because it's more global seems to be one where it's a little bit easier to kind of see even nba league passes you know pretty affordable for all the amount of content you get for it so but nonetheless you know i'm i'm pretty good with it i'm pretty cool with it a lot of times when I'm trying to watch something, I know sometimes I'll even stream it online, right? Right? Um, like you're not supposed to, but I'll stream it and have a good time with it. Yeah, I know, right? Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. But nonetheless, I'm be cool open it. up. <laughs> but yeah, pretty all right with it. Yeah, I think it'll be. And I mean, I think I, I really think if they're. I think part of the issue with like watching things, looking for third party ways to, you know, watch things, I think that happens because there's not really a concise and easy way for people to watch these kind of games, you know? Uh I'm I don't wanna do do you really wanna subscribe to a whole new platform or something like that to watch these games just for these games versus like here, you know, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, if you're a fan of, you know, H- whatever is the big show on HBO at the time, you watch Euphoria, you, uh, you know, you're nostalgic and you go back and watch Sopranos, The Wire, all those things, you know, HBO usually also comes out with brand new movies, uh, some that even drop day of, you know, in the theaters and stuff like that, or at least quick. Uh, the, we mentioned the Studio Ghibli films, uh dc is on there so if you enjoy all that content and you're a basketball fan and you can pay a little bit extra to watch them uh i mean i'm not sure what the format's gonna be but like i would imagine uh at the very least you know 1080p 4k uh good signal uh people will do it you know if there's an easy way to just say you know what here Boom, you get all the NBA games, you get in-season tournament, all-star weekend, playoffs, inside the NBA, and you really love the NBA like that, you know, why not? People yeah. will sign up. When when you have to go through, when you have to jump through all these uh, hoops and stuff like this and sign up and uh, what's your card number and information and all this and that, that's going to turn people off. So that's why people end up saying like, oh, where can I watch this game? Uh, and they just Google it and they find a way or whatever and stuff like that. But uh, 
I think this is a good thing. And uh, hopefully uh, it's good uh, as far as, uh, you know, the quality of the streams and there's not issues with it or anything like that. I don't think there will be with HBO. You know, they're a huge, they're a huge streaming service already. So I don't think they'll, they'll get too many bumps. But, uh, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Let's see what the, what the sentiment is. Let's see how it runs this season. Uh, and, I mean, I'm all for it too, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so I did mention that gaming is going to be kind of heavy this week because there was a, like a big, a big drop this week. I will get into two of the small things before we get into like the thing we'll discuss more. Uh, Tom Clancy, The Division 3 is in the works at Massive Entertainment. This came by way of like a little press thing where they talked about like a certain part of their company is already working on the next game. Boom. I mean, what a very anticlimactic way to announce that The Division 3 is like being made. But I mean, it's coming. For those uh, fans of the of the game, uh, which I am one of them, I did play part one, played part two, enjoyed both of them. Uh, they, you know, had their little things that they needed to work out. Hopefully, like, they take that into account when it comes to the next one. But uh, nonetheless, it's on the way. Uh, also on the way, uh, by way of... This is coming straight from Cam- Cameron Monaghan, who is the main character, uh, Cal Kestis, in uh, Star Wars Jedi, uh, the game. So the first one was, what, uh, Jedi Survivor? No, Fallen Order was first, second was uh, Survivor, and now, uh, according to him, they're already working on a third one. So, we got another one coming. Uh, any thoughts on that before we get into the big stuff? No, um, we can go right into the big stuff. Okay, so the big stuff. There was, like, a giant leak of documents and all kinds of little things within the xbox slash or microsoft i should say slash xbox ecosystem and stuff like that uh coming out of like some of the what what exactly were the were the things that were being discussed here well that's not important anyways a bunch of stuff came out about microsoft some of their plans and different little things first one which is kind of I don't know how I feel about it. I, I guess I kind of don't feel that great about it, but Microsoft document has confirmed that Elder Scrolls 6 is going to skip PS5 and only launch on Xbox and PC. Uh, I'm huge about ES, uh, about ESO. Uh, Elder, I mean, Elder Scrolls 6. Uh, I was a big Skyrim fan. I've been waiting for this game forever. Uh, I'm an Xbox guy. I'm a PC guy, so I'm going to be getting the game. Uh does that mean I'm happy that PS5 people aren't going to be getting it? Not really. I mean, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it's my game. You can't play it. Blah, 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 blah. Like, is it going to be effective in selling more Xboxes, more PCs, stuff like that? Probably because, you know, Elder Scrolls is one of those big games that, you know, has a huge fandom. Uh, I feel like this is a little unfortunate, but I mean, it happens. You know, Sony has their games. Xbox wants to have their own games. Uh, which they kind of have struggled with in the last couple of years, right? Those exclusives that are just theirs and that kind of sell those uh, units or whatever. Uh, what do you think of this, Marcus? Mm, uh, I'm either either I'm on that haterade juice or something, but I don't know. Well, I'm always up. I mean, I'll be the first one to. I'm always for everybody to play anything, however, however they want, however they feel most comfortable. But in this sense. Sony, and as much as I love PlayStation, I love their games, I love the PS5, you know, and, and I guess the main argument against this is that, well, Sony makes their own IPs, yada, 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 Microsoft buys them. 
Microsoft has the money. They're buying them. They can do whatever the hell they want with their games. I'm not, it's not that I'm happy about it, but I'm like, hey, you know, Microsoft can do whatever the hell they want with their stuff. And if they're going to make Elder Scrolls exclusive to Xbox and PC, hey, by all means, they have the right to do that. Are people going to be pissed? Absolutely. Am I mad? I don't, I don't think I am, but exclusivity to me has always been one of the proponents of either system sellers or the reason I own, I even own multiple systems to begin with, but Sony has no problem doing it. And I'm not defending Microsoft, right? Sony has no problem doing it regardless of whether they buy something or, you know, or they make their own thing. And the one time Microsoft does, and again, the big reason is because it's Bethesda, it's Elder Scrolls. It's something that's been, you know, it's a huge property, a huge name. And when they did it, now that they're doing it, it's, they're condemned for it when I don't think they should be right. Um, but yeah, yeah, I have I have no problem with it at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, and I'm not trying to laugh, and I'm laughing because it's kind of like, you know, you. I don't want to say you reap what you sow, but hey, man, you know, it's it's competition. And again, again I don't want anybody to own any, anything in a monopoly sense, but hey, too, too bad, so sad. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it's fair. It's a fair move. They paid for it. They yeah, paid, and, and, they, and they paid a lot for it. Exactly. To be fair. So, I mean, it, it's a fair move. The only, the only thing that sucks is, you know, if you're a PlayStation owner or if you have friends that are PlayStation owners, like, they, they're going to miss out or they have to dish out three to 500 bucks to be able to play this game. Uh, so just in those people's situation, like, that's where it's, like, a little rough, especially if, you know, you don't have that money laying around to be able to play this game. You're going to either have to skip it or you're going to have to dish out that money. Uh, so in those people's situations, like that's where it's rough. Not necessarily for us, you know. We we're both Xbox PC owners. Uh, you do have a PS5, uh, so I mean, you get to enjoy the best of both worlds. But for those people that necessarily have to choose, uh, that that's rough. I've never I've never been. I've always been an Xbox guy. I've always done like the PC and had the PC thing on the side. Uh, I also have also owned the Nintendo consoles, so. I've been more, I've never had to like choose. I've always just said, you know what, I'm just going to play what's on my console. And maybe, I mean, some people will just think like that too. But uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I guess, uh, what, what is the expression? All is fair in love and war. Yeah, uh, I mean, and in this case, it's, it, it's, a, it's, I don't want to say like console wars, right? That's to me, I, I, don't, I don't like that, the whole console that everybody's, it's a war thing. And it's, I'm, I'm not about hating on anything else or like, oh, oh, too bad, oh, Visit PlayStation fanboys suck, Xbox fanboys suck. Oh, y'all, that's what y'all get, ha ha ha. But in this case, Microsoft does have the money, and it's their move to do whatever they want with it, you know. Yeah. And Sony does it. And again, I love my PlayStation. I I I love their IPs. Sony's always just been a little weird as far as far as the way their company is ran, and that's always been my my biggest issue about Sony is that there's some properties that they haven't touched in a long time. And I'm thinking like Gravity Rush, Ratchet and Clank. Um, I know they did release, you know, Rift Apart on PS5 was one of the one of the first ones. But once every five years, you even have Jack and Daxter, which you haven't seen in forever, and you know, it, it's just it's rough. And a lot of times, it's kind of like, what's their focus on, you know? And they're they're pushing these things that I'm not really sure what direction they're even going in anymore. And, and I'm just waiting for something that's going to appeal to me on my yeah. PlayStation Five. And that's the thing, right? I'm I have the luxury of owning 
these consoles and i know other people do not but that's the point of having exclusives that's the point of having something you want to play so you could buy the system to play it you know i we buy switches every year i buy a switch for zelda you buy a switch for pokemon it just so happens that on a bunch of these other amazing games mario and dk are on switch and you know in your case what else do you play on your switch <laughs> i don't know um but you 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 get my drift, right? It's yeah. you buy the system to play the games that you're gonna enjoy. And for if there's a guy out there who plays PlayStation Five, he's a diehard Elder Scrolls fans. Guess what? You're they're doing exactly what Microsoft bought Bethesda made Elder Scrolls exclusive. The intended purpose, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's what it's for. I, uh, that and that's why I mentioned earlier. I know this is this is the kind of game that will sell units for Xbox or get people to you know. But jump on PC, the PC bandwagon or whatever. Uh, and I don't care much either for the whole console war thing. I, I care more for the people that are going to miss out on this game more than I care about rubbing it in fanboys' faces like, oh, you don't get this game. Uh-uh. You know, like, I, I just, I've never been that guy. I just, uh, Elder Scrolls uh, Five Skyrim was so huge for me that I just... Ever since they just gave us the words on the screen, Elder Scrolls Six, I've been waiting. I've been, I've been, you know, just crying myself to sleep. How come it's not out yet? And I just want the world to experience it because, based on some of the things uh, that we've seen with RPGs in the last couple of years, like I can't wait, like to see what they do for this game. Uh, you know, my expectations are through the roof. Maybe it's gonna bite me in the ass, but. Hey, no, I, 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 I just think I just think like after what I played and some of the things, which is the one that we saw, uh, like in one of the last presentations, was it oh the Dragon's Dogma or Dragon's Dogma one of those games that just looked like wow, and I'm like, dude, if this game looks that good, like I can't wait till we get Elder Scrolls. That's that's what everything has been. That was kind of like the first one that like just just got me Skyrim, right? And then. There's a reason they've remade that game so many times. It's just so good. So uh, now that Starfield is kind of like, I, I wouldn't say like it's out <laughs> and done. <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's out and done because no doubt that they're gonna put a little bit more into that game. Of course, they're gonna of course. tweak it. There's mods. There's different things. I'm sure we'll get DLC. But for the most part, like it's done. It's out. You know. So now the focus turns to the next big thing, which is gonna be Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. And uh, I I just can't wait. It's still you know a good couple years away, but uh, it's coming. But you should be excited, and your expectations should be through the roof. If you're a fan, you're a fan. I think I think diehard fans have every right to have those expectations. I don't think fans have any right to claim it as theirs and bash it in that sense. That's where I kind of draw the line. Like, hey, like it's this is not your game. You're yeah, it's, it's okay to have the expect these lofty expectations. But it's not your right to to claim this game as if you had any part in its making. You know what I mean? And I get it, right? People people buy the game. You're the player. You know that's that's what you have onto it. But that's about it. And I, your expectations should be high. People's expectations should be to the roof, especially for something as built as, as big as Elder Scrolls. You know what I mean? So hopefully the and I'm sure honestly I'm sure the expectations are going to be huge you thought starfield was huge no it's gonna be like times three easy huge huge expectations and it should be you know what i mean so we'll see how it comes we'll see how it goes i'm sure it's gonna be what about five years away six years away and we'll see how it goes yeah i would imagine at the very least four four five yeah Mm -hmm. probably 
you did mention uh, that we buy Switches. We're always on to the Nintendo stuff. Another big leak was actually from an email uh, that was, I don't know if it was sent or if it was from uh, Phil Spencer, but it was uh, a while back where Microsoft was considering acquiring Nintendo and Warner Brothers games. This one was kind of like, whoa, like, I didn't I'm even think this was... Wait a damn second. Yeah, I didn't even, I, I never even thought of this. Like, it's always been like Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo. Like, imagine one of them not existing or existing under the umbrella of one of the others. Like, I don't know. That was, that's a weird one. And I, I, I was yeah. kind of, I don't want to say offended, but I was like, what the hell? I was like, okay, now slow your roll, slow your roll. Yeah. And, 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 and <laughs> what world? <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it, it leads to that question. Like, is this, would this have even like been possible? Cause Nintendo is a monster also yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. And I, I'm just not sure. Like, and again, Microsoft has the money, right? If Microsoft decides to buy everything and anything, they can. Microsoft is worth billions. You're talking not just, you know, I mean, a small billion, or you're talking big, lofty billions, you know, almost more than halfway through a trillion. And Nintendo, obviously, I, I don't think it happened because Nintendo would not be for sale. Again, it's, it's a Japanese company, and it's something that's just not, I don't see that it's in any way, shape, or form, unless Microsoft really went on there and said, hey, we'll give you you know, 400 billion for your property. So you know what I mean? But I don't know. I, I don't know exactly where that stemmed from. I, I know, well, from the email, obviously, right? But from what thought process, I, I don't know what they were thinking. I, I don't know anything about that. And I would like to know more. But when I saw that, I said, what the hell, right? Like they, they, they were considering buying Nintendo. Imagine, crazy. Yeah, and it even saying it, like it just, it still doesn't even feel like possible that we would live in that world because I do love me some Microsoft. I do love me some Nintendo, but Microsoft and Nintendo together, like, I don't know, like as, as they are now, like in the partnership and like the friendly little stuff that they have going on with each other, like it's great, but all under one umbrella, like, you know, it's, uh, anytime, anytime you start to see too many things under one umbrella, it gets a little shaky and scary. Like you were talking about earlier with the whole uh, Crunchyroll thing and under Sony and all that, like then, you know, it, it starts to make people sweat a little bit. Uh, so I don't know, maybe I, I think it's probably for the best that that didn't go forward, whether it would have happened or not. Like you say, would they have been for sale? Would there have been a, a stupid exchange of money? Like to where like, you know, they couldn't refuse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh, interesting to hear that this was an idea, you know, floated down the pipeline at Microsoft because it makes you think like, damn, I didn't even know they were for sale. Were they? Uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Dang, you know what I mean? Like, because Nintendo's always just been one of those things that they just have such amazing IPs, like some of the ones you mentioned earlier, that you just never think that we're ne not going to be in a world with, that we're going to be in a world without Nintendo. Yeah. You know, so that that was crazy. That 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 was that one was the one I think that was kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, that one was that one was. I think they even mentioned some other Sega and was it was the other one Sega and one other one. But yeah, for sure that I said whoa, that was pump your brakes, man, pump your brakes. <laughs> yeah, chill, buddy, chill. <laughs> uh, the other thing that uh, came out of this that was pretty big was we got an Xbox Series X digital only mid gen refresh. Say that again. Xbox Series X digital only mid-gen refresh. 
was leaked in these court documents. Now, this thing actually was looked really cool. Uh, different design, a lot more circular than that of like the box uh, kind of PC tower style Xbox Series X that we have right now. But uh, it looked aesthetically, it looked really nice. Uh, you know, some of the little things uh, it says here, like in these, uh, in these, uh, pictures and stuff you know a little bit faster wi-fi it's still gonna have 4k uh better latency better radio for accessory experiences uh the reduced power by 15 percent. so just you know those little minimal upgrades mid-season you know the you know we get the what were some of the other ones like the the, the you know the playstation comes out with the slim the xbox comes out with the slim you know the the, the xbox has come out with like e consoles too that are a little less power so this is just like a little refresh a little touch up uh you know of the model and some of the hardware and stuff like that just to update a little bit so uh what did you think of this did you think is this something uh you think is a good is, is a good move i mean i think i think the price was going to stay relatively the same too I should anytime Anytime there's an upgrade in, in hardware, I'm that guy who's going to buy the upgrade, regardless of whether how minuscule it is. I've done it for my Switch. I've done it for my PlayStation. I've done it for my Xbox. And it did look a stage piece, right? You're talking about the cylinder, right? Mm-hmm. The, the cylinder-shaped Xbox. And again, if it's more powerful, if it's more conducive, I guess, to just gaming in general, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it, sell or trade in my Xbox or whatever, and just roll with it. I'm going to buy it. Sell, trade to my Switch, and roll with it. Buy it, same thing, my PlayStation, roll with it. I, and I, that's what I've always done, personally. Big gamer, I have the money to do it, just because, again, I do work, I'm a teacher, and stuff like that, but gaming is, you know, a hobby, a passion, and I'm going to game as best I can, you know what I mean? So I'm always up for upgrades, upgrades, upgrades. Yeah, and it looks like, uh, it looks like the goal of this was to be a lot more efficient, I think, with uh, some of the hardware and stuff like that but you know it's just it improves so quickly nowadays i think the big differences here were probably going to be more storage i think i see two terabytes instead of the one mm-hmm. uh i also do see that the port in front is USB-C. uh and the other thing i hear I- i'm reading here is that it was going to have a different controller but same price 499 so again very very nice looking uh and just, you know, a little bit of an upgrade here and there, minus the port, of course. It's all mm-hmm. digital. So, yeah. Uh, that's kind of been, like, all the stuff that we saw. But there was some other little tidbits and stuff about Xbox, but those were kind of, like, the big ones. Uh, and I think in the last day or so, they also did announce that uh, the EU uh, has also kind of a, already approved, like, the whole Activision Blizzard uh what is it called? Acquisition from Xbox, Microsoft. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of a done deal. Yeah, I know that was the last one. And it was a funny one because when we talked about it, like it was like, oh, well, they didn't, they didn't like some of the things with cloud gaming. And it was like, really? Of all things, cloud gaming? So it looks like they kind of have ironed out those differences and it's kind of a done deal. Just a matter of time. It's going to be wrapping up, I think, from what it says here, October. So... Yeah, I mean, big week for Microsoft. Some leaks, their their deal goes through. So, yeah, that's that's kind of a wrap with all that stuff. Uh, I did have one other thing of gaming that I wanted to get into with you here today, and that was Overwatch. Um, there was a leak 
yesterday mm-hmm. on what our possible next season is going to be. The collaboration, right? I think I, I saw the same leak. I, I want to know if it's what you if it's. Yeah, if what it is, what it what it is, is there's this streamer. I, I, the 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 screenshot I'm coming up with all that that has been coming up yesterday and that I have here in front of me is uh, I I know this streamer the streamer's name is Boger and it's a picture of Boger on his stream and he's looking at like this uh, graphic that has a new map uh season and then in the middle it says season seven is here uh, and it's kind of like dubbed as like the rise of darkness is like supposed to be the theme and then if you look behind where he has his camera. You can see like what kind of the next collab event is going to be, which ends up being one of uh, Blizzard's other properties. Which to me, I mean, if you can, if you know, it, it looks like straight out of Diablo, right? Yeah. And if you look right under his camera and where there it says chat, like where he has his chat, it says battle powerful, and then like it cuts off, and then it says defeat Lilith M O. So most people seem to think that that's going to be Lilith Mora. You know, we're going to have some kind of event where you're going to fight against uh, Mora in some sort of Lilith skin, right? That you can kind of see there highlighted at the top. So uh, there had been rumors about that Blizzard was going to have some new crossover event this week. I mean, this upcoming season. So I guess it's going to be Diablo from what it looks like. I think I saw I, I, I saw some one that actually showed like some skins and stuff like that. Is that the one you're talking about? It actually showed some skins and actually had a picture of Lilith, but again, I don't know if that was um, the actual actual leak, the one you're referring to. The one, the one I'm talking about, I actually have it here. Let me send it to you really, really quick. Right here, save image, uh, saved, and coming out to you now. Discord DM. Uh, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Yeah, so a lot of people, a lot of people are assuming that that middle skin is going to be probably the uh, mythic skin, which will be Hanzo. Which is funny that a lot of people are saying, "Wow, so we got Genji, Kiriko, and now Hanzo, like all Shimadas." Like, bo- like a lot of people don't seem too pleased. I mean, not uh, not the Hanzo fans or the Shimada fans in general. You know, they're loving it, but uh, I guess some people want a little bit more of a variety. But I yeah. mean. We're, we're going to get there in due time. Like, we're going to get all a bunch of Mythic skins. Uh, you know, of course, I'm hoping for a Doom. You're hoping for a D.Va. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, a I'm Wrecking Ball. Waiting. Or, uh, you know, a Life Weaver. Oh, I can't wait for a Life Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> or a Monkey. You know, so... Uh, yeah, what, what, do you, what do you think? The skins look fantastic. And I think Diablo is actually a, a pretty safe one, a good one. I would love to see them actually do like a StarCraft one. I know they had the, the Jim Rayner skin came out last year and they even did a couple of the Warcraft ones. But a full-blown just, you know, it would, cool, it would be cool to see like Thrall and um, Ogre and Doomhammer and, and Jaina Proudmoore from Warcraft. And it'd be cool to see other other people. And, well, they do have a couple of the other StarCraft, StarCraft skins. Uh, Jim Rayner, they even have Nova who's Sarah Kerrigan and stuff like that. But just other characters like the Protoss and the Zerg would just be intense. But Diablo just came out, Four just came out. I know that was a game we were pretty high on for a while, but for whatever reason, the I guess the support for me personally just kind of went downhill. But again, if it's Overwatch, I'm super for it. And the one who always gets love is Widowmaker. Widowmaker's always getting skins, always. And according to this lake, she's getting another one. And Diva, poof. I'm just waiting for that Diva Mythic skin, so me personally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I mean, uh, just a, 
er, still an early look, still just a leak, potential leak about uh, you know what we might be getting. Uh, some other discussion that has kind of been a- going around the Overwatch community this uh, week is uh, in the director's take this week, they talked a little bit about um, what their plans are in Season 7 for Roadhog and Sombra because we have been re- waiting on this little like rework for them to see kind of like what the direction they're going to go with those two heroes, uh, you know, because of one of them, you know, being Sombra, like the crazy impact she has on the game at high levels, uh, mostly. And then kind of the lack of impact that Roadhog has had, you know, and his challenge now a single tank world, uh, within the Overwatch universe, you know what I mean? So, uh, they did. They did uh, specifically say for Sombra, uh, the team has revealed their goals for her, for her changes in season seven. They want to make Sombra more committal when engaging, increase the active field throughout her kit, and uphold her current hacker identity and playstyle. Um. So I guess they want to make it a little more dangerous to play Sombra. I guess with them saying they want to make it more committal when she's engaging, you can't just like. Boom, t- like you, you shoot somebody a couple times and TP out. Mm. You know, because that, uh, I know one people, one uh, gripe a lot of people have in complaints with Sombra, especially lower level Sombras, is how much time they spend out of the fight. You know, they go in there, they, they spray like a couple bullets into someone, and the second that someone turns around or gets threatened, boom, they're out. And depending on where you translocate out to or not, you know, that's a good five eight ten seconds that you have to you know set back up heal up go back to the fight and by the time you get back like either your team is already either capitalized on whatever you did or maybe you know they lost because you got out too fast and it was a 4v5 uh so i guess they just want to make her a little bit more engaging yeah a lot of times less downtime yeah yeah a lot of times sombra players and not a lot of times, at least from where we're at, what we see, right? They'll hack a health pack, throw their thing, their, their, their teleporter there, and they'll go hack, deal damage, deal damage, deal damage, and get out. And then they have to repeat that whole 10, 15 second process, which can feel like a drag sometimes, especially when you're trying to, I guess, either flank or get somebody one-on-one or take out the tank and go in there, get caught. So it makes sense. And for her just to at least be a little bit more, like you mentioned, engaged, in the fight, I think is already a big plus. As, as at least is what they're saying. You know what I mean. So, I'm super curious to see what's going to look like. Yeah, I really don't have any idea what they're going to go for here. I do hope that they, as it stands right now, she's more of like a uh, like a dive type of hero. Where like you know, if you're playing with a wrecking ball, a Winston, a Doom, a Tracer, you can say like, okay, I'm going to hack Zenyatta. Like go on Zenyatta. Boom, hacked dead. You know, either monkey jumps him, Tracer uh, blinks to him, uh, you know, somebody else, Kiriko, like, TPs on you, and you take him down 2v1. And, you know, it's just this quick, like, in and out, boom, like, uh, assassination-style character, right? Uh, is at least the play style. I, I hope, my big hope is that you can make her a little bit less, not less communication needed, but a little bit easier for people to to get into that, that it's not necessarily like needing of like high level play. 
Like, I want to try. I, I, I would actually be down to be able to play in this somber play style where you can play with your team. You don't have to flank every single time yeah. uh, and be a little bit more, you know, involved and, and they're near your team rather than like, okay, I have to go to the back and I have to wait, wait, wait. Okay, there goes Ana, there goes the tank, there goes this character. Okay, here, Zenyatta, boom, get him. You know, uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I think Roadhog, though, is the one that's a little bit more interesting because uh, in their words... Uh, he will be getting an increase in his ability to protect his team and claim space. He's going to maintain his overall identity and playstyle. They're going to move some of his power around so that his effectiveness I'm sorry, isn't so tied to his one-shot potential. He'll be getting a brand new ability that will be revealed very soon. And the team, and uh, you know, they already talked about the goals for his rework. Uh, so I don't know. Let's see uh, what's going to oh, happen. I- is the one that sounds interesting, and because Roadhog is the only only tank I've not always felt aside from, you know, it's, it's he's he's the only tank that in what capacity can you help out your own team <laughs> besides Hook bring them to your team? But Roadhog has always been that just just a massive massive DPS who's just going to go in there heal himself, go in there and just you know do some crazy stuff. So I'm actually very happy or very excited to see what they're going to do with him, especially with the with um, provide more for this team, they're gonna distribute his power. And again, I always think about uh, that one, and I always say it every time, right? What's the um, the where he inhale his inhaler, take a breather, his his breather, and but it had an AOE effect where it kind of heals the people around him. If Junker Queen can give people a, a, a small boost and then give them over health, what's wrong with just giving at least a little bit of health to your teammates, actual health to your teammates? And and Roadhog thing because Roadhog is just his hook as, as as bad as Roadhog has been in in recent meta and stuff like that. His hook is still something ridiculous, especially if you're one of the ones who can hook like nobody's business. If if they hook you and you're in a team fight and Roadhog's with you, you're dead. You're dead. You know what I mean? Like that. that you're just not unless Life Weaver is amazing and pulls you out. His hook is good and his one shot potential at the time was also real good so you know roadhog does have an identity and it's just a matter of i think honing that identity in while also at the same time being a true tank in this in this just one take universe and really give roadhog a chance to not only survive himself but support his team in other ways you know what i mean yeah they did uh they did confirm that the chain hook and take a breather will remain a part of his kit, so those aren't going anywhere. Yeah, uh, which is good. And again, uh, and this is something I don't play Roadhog very often, but that's good. I think that's good. Like you mentioned, the breather has had like different iterations. Like you mentioned, the one of a, uh, the one I remember is the one where he like dropped those little clouds where you got. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I'm I'm not sure if it healed you, but I know it did give you uh, damage reduction. I think it gave you a 25% damage reduction or 20% damage reduction. Remember that was interesting. But I don't know, I, I don't know how that would play. Uh, but there is something for sure that needs to be done with Roadhog, just to bring him into the new five v five. You know, update him and give him this viability a little bit more. Uh, I've always been a big fan of like uh, the whole uh, when you're gonna be like a tank, like in certain games where you can kind of like stop bullets and reflect them. I don't know if that would work 
with with I, I I would imagine in some way that would work with his whole like junker aesthetic. And I think I, I don't think I think it would be a little too much overlap in lore wise, not within the character, but lore wise with Junker Queen and how she do, deals with like the magnetism and all that kind of shit. Right. Uh, so I don't think they would do something like that, but I would be so cool. I think it would be so cool if they did something like that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if they would be willing again to lore wise step on those toes, uh, step on Genji's toes with the whole like reflecting too. Uh, so I, I don't know. I really don't know what other things they could do in terms of like I'm gonna I'm a roadhog and this is how I'm going to protect my team. Mm. You know, rather than like you mentioned now, just being a bullet sponge and like hey hey look at me look at me, uh, chase me chase me and then your team like you know gets to shoot them in the back and stuff like that. So I mean, uh, well, no, I was gonna say, well, maybe even give them some sort of like, you know how, um, the anti right for the health. If you if if you don't want Roadhog to be like a more of a support for his team, he can also be a, I guess, an anti support for their team, right? Give him some sort of like DK. If 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 he does his breather, they're around. They get like a little bit of you know, uh, of a DK on there and stuff like that, and lose health or slow a little bit or something like that along those lines or you know it could be anything right any status effect if you if you would if you want to give roadhog that that i guess imposing against the other uh, the other team you know what i mean yeah i wonder too there's a there's like this discussion that his new ability might be bound to his alternate fire so they might actually be getting rid of one of the methods of fire which is like this you know he has his scrap gun the normal like shotgun and then one that's a little bit more long range medium which, range right yeah 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 medium range is fair so uh i don't know like you know the whole junker scrap like that it has to be a, some sort of play on that like what if uh what if he had some ability like you say like a status where the more he shoots like he can you can shoot a person or the other team a certain amount and you like put scrap into them and then you have some, one of your abilities like depending on how much scrap uh that you've emptied like from one clip into the other enemies like you activate this and it gives you like some kind of not necessarily adaptive shield but maybe that damage reduction to you and everybody within like 10 like 10 meters or i don't know like I'm just, you know, spewing out stuff at this no, point. Oh yeah, no, and, and right? again, if Junkrat Junkrat has his his um his trap, and that's the only trap that will literally lock you dead in place for X amount of seconds. Junker Queen has her ult, which again um, has her anti right, um, and then Roadhog doesn't have anything. <laughs> so that's why I, it'd be fair to kind of go that route. And give Roadhog something that plays if you if you want to go lore wise, right? Give Roadhog that that scrap junker, you know, town something, thing going on to say to that effect. Yeah, something something with I feel like something with scrap damage reduction, something like that. Uh, to I don't think either one of us would like think that we're gonna get any sort of shield, right? No, I don't think so. I, I think the, the that, shield. That, it feels like that's out of the question, right? Yeah, for this guy. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Roadhog to me, just because again, he's. He's one of the few tanks that are just straight up. He's meant to kill people through and through. So you want to support your team to get kills? That's going to be his support mechanism. I'm going to support my team not to survive, to lay out those other guys. And I know I mentioned the breather as far as healing, you know, which would be something, right? But mm -hmm. that's, that's what Rohawk's meant to do is 
get, get in there, phase tank, kill some people, man, because that's what he does. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see to if that uh, if his new uh, you know team based ability does end up being very strong. Uh, are they going to have to touch his self sustain with the breather and tone it down a little bit, mm-hmm. or will it fit? Or are they going to kind of try to balance that around the fact that he already is? I think right now the only tank that has this kind of sustainability. You know, Sigma is able to gain shield. Only when other people shoot him, uh, Doomfist also gains shield based on the cooldowns that he lands and stuff like that. But no, no other tank can straight up heal themselves, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. the ones with shield do regenerate it, but that's it. Nobody, nobody can just say, "Oh, I'm low health." Boom, yeah. instant, instant HP. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You know, uh, we're both huge tank players, so anytime there's I think the more tanks are on the board as far as viability, the better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and again, it always right because because my tank selections and your tank selections are just you know, and not say we can't play each other's right, but like your mains, my mains are just completely <laughs> on the other side. I think Ryan might be the only one where it's like okay, cool, as you know, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, of course, me being everybody, and then uh, Marcus's main is Arissa. So, <laughs> yeah, right, dude. I refuse. I, I, I had picked her in the meta, right? But still, you know, I'd rather use Zarya than Arissa, especially with how crazy Zarya and her bubbles are right now. Yeah, so I think, uh, I think that's about it. Anything else from gaming you want to throw in there? Any other ideas out of left field for some Overwatch stuff? No, no, that's 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 about it for me. I think the only thing was, was. And I just remembered it. The whole the One Piece live action. I don't know if you kind of kept up with some of the stuff there. Jamie Lee Curtis actually wants to get in on that, and she had been vying for one of the character roles, uh, Doctor Quireja. Well, I'm not going to match all I'm going to say uh, for those of you who haven't seen it. Uh, she's one of the characters, guardians, and stuff like that. But she she's vying. You did, yeah. I she's vying for. She wants to get in on that, and the showrunner was like, "Hey, you don't gotta you don't gotta lobby for it. We'll talk afterwards." So. People are kind of like, oh, damn. And again, Jamie Lee Curtis has been on the, she's been on the, not that she hasn't, but there was even a time where Jamie Lee Curtis was doing like active uh, commercials and some other stuff like that. But she's, you know, been one of the premier actresses again, you know, here, here in the, in, in the tw- in later part of her career and stuff like that. So it's good to see and it's good to hear, you know, that she's interested in, in someone like this, which is awesome because she is a fan. She's mentioned it before for years, you know, and, and she's actually a one piece watch and stuff like that so a big name yeah Yeah, big name and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what other what other fans come out of the woodwork and what other names are gonna say oh you know what have you seen this like yeah anime i like anime and are gonna be put onto one piece or other that have been like closet fans as well uh and are just gonna want to say like oh like even if it's just a small part like i'd like to be involved and with more and more big names, it's going to come more and more eyes, more and more One Piece fans. More money. Like, Hell yeah. 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 So why not, man? I'm all for it. I was excited to see that too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if nothing else, I can move on to Hero of the Week. What do you think? Yeah, let's, let's do it. All right. So Hero of the Week for me is a very selfish one. I did mention that I've been watching the Ahsoka series and, uh, you know, the the general sentiment has just been like how amazing it is 
Uh, I think what's particularly exciting about this series is there is a lot of parallels between this series, live action series, and a lot of the older uh, animated series like Rebels, Clone Wars, stuff like that. You know, for a huge part of the fandom that watched all those animated series, you're able to see a lot of characters, and not just in this one, but we also were introduced to some other characters in. What was it? Uh, Mandalorian. We were introduced to some characters in Boba Fett. I think Boba Fett was one where we had a big character that we had never seen in live action in live action for the first time. That's also happening here in Ahsoka where we're getting a bunch of these Rebels, Clone Wars characters in this series now in live action. So for those part of the fandom that have seen those things, you're now translating these characters into live action and for those that never watched it you're being introduced to them for the very first time so uh you know all this like all the credit is basically going to uh dave filoni who has worked on uh you know mandalorian he's worked on the bad batch he worked on boba fett now ahsoka uh he's supposed to be working on the next film and i think a big part of why he's been so successful in like reviving uh Star Wars, because a lot of people in the Star Wars universe call him like the say he's saving Star Wars. You know what I mean? Uh, because everybody has their, you know, a lot of people share like the the opinion of like the the sequel trilogy and how it was a little bit of a letdown in certain instances and stuff like that. So this has been a lot more exciting. Uh, he did work. He did work on Clone Wars. He did work on Rebels. So he knows those things through and through, in and out, keeping with the story and all that. Uh, he also did work, if I'm not mistaken, on uh, Rogue One. On uh, what was the other one that we saw that we liked? Uh, the one that had the samurai. Uh, the that was the anime, the Star Wars anime, the Visions. 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 It was called Visions. Uh, I don't think he directly worked on that, but he, you know, has credit and kind of being involved with that in some capacity. So, like everything that he's been touching lately, Star Wars has just been top notch. So, you know. I guess I have to kind of just throw myself in with everybody else to Dave Filoni, the kind of the savior of Star Wars right now. Hats off to you. You're our hero of the week. And I cannot wait to see this movie that he makes. Uh, you said that you're still at uh, Mandalorian, right? It's It's been a while since I've seen season, any Star season Wars. Two? Season two, yeah. right? Yeah. You finished season two or you didn't finish season two? I did not. Halfway through that one. But again, I haven't seen Star Wars in a, in a while. It's been, it's been a while since I've gone back to, to Star Wars. Well, when's the, when's the last time you've seen anything that's not One Piece? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. January, end of December, beginning of January. So that's just One Piece. Dang. And I'm, on, and I'm super close. I'm on, what is it? 594. I'm super close to 600. Um, I've been watching again episode at least an episode. I'll always watch an episode at least one day, and then there's days where I'll watch that one episode. There's days where I'll watch six or seven episodes. You know what I mean? But I'm still going, man. And a thousand, I think it's close to about eleven hundred. Super okay. close to eleven hundred. So I'm 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 about halfway. I'm more than halfway already. So maybe by next summer. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> which again, there, which, yeah. Which again, I'm I'm I can't wait to watch something else and not that i you know again i'm not it's not a bad thing right but because i'm really enjoying one piece but i do want to give it would be unfair to to watch something else and not give that my my entire attention considering yeah. especially that they're going to be short and other seasons are going to come out so it's a win-win for me since i like to um binge watch 
Yeah, you're hoarding all this stuff to watch. Oh, yeah, cool. dude, which is awesome, dude. Super excited, actually. All right. So, yeah, Dave Filoni, Hero of the Week. You know, we, we went a little bit into Microsoft. We talked about the NBA coming HBO. Um, and IQ, finally, coming. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for listening, Marcus. Yeah, like always, thanks for listening again. It's always a blast, always a good time. If you haven't checked out last week's podcast, we went over a little bit of the One Piece, uh, One Piece stuff. Anitone Direct got announced, what is it, a week and a half ago, so we talked about that, and Attack on Titan. But other than that, if you would like to listen to our other episodes, feel free to go and do so. Uh, but thanks for listening. You guys have a good night.